Our second lesson for today comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 12 and 13, and it reads, Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Friends, I invite us to consider for a few moments the subject, choose to endure. Choose to endure. Let's pray. Holy One, we are thrilled to be together in your presence on this day, both in person and virtually. God, we look to you now for the power of your spirit that we who come with open hearts, open minds, open will to hear your word, you will do just what you have said. And so we thank you in advance through Christ Jesus. Amen. So I want to share a couple of other translations of these two verses of scripture. The Amplified Bible says it this way. So then, brace up and reinvigorate and set right your slackened and weakened and drooping hands and strengthen your feeble and palsied and tottering knees and cut through and make firm and plain and smooth straight paths for your feet Yes, make them safe and upright and happy paths that go in the right direction so that the lame and the halting limbs may not be put out of joint, but rather may be cured. And then one more translation from the New Living Bible. Uh, the New Living Translation says it this way. So, take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Mark out a straight path for your feet so that those who are weak and lame may not fall, but become strong. Friends, I don't know about you, but in these days in which we are living, with all that we are contending with each and every day, it's a challenge, is it not? day by day. So here's a story. I heard a weatherman once describe heavy rains that produce floods as frog stranglers. Frogs, F-R-O-G, stranglers. The weatherman referred to the heavy rains and floods as being a frog strangler. When extremely heavy rain comes down so fast, over time, even a flash flood produces so much water that even frogs are overwhelmed. Now, you know that frogs live and love water. They live in and love water. But even frogs can become overwhelmed by too much water. Yes, frogs do absorb water directly through their skin. And yes, frogs absorb oxygen directly through their skin. But if there is not enough oxygen in the water, they drown. And if their lungs fill with water, 
so that they can drown just like humans. And so maybe the weather person, the weatherman was right. Heavy rains that produce floods are frog stranglers. So today, life may be overwhelming. Life continually, particularly in these seasons that we are living, like waves of hard driving rain, knocks us off course, even us, those who are disciples of Jesus Christ. Just when we think we've recovered from one flood, one wave, from one heavy rain of loss, or maybe the heavy rain is of grieving, or maybe the heavy rain is catching up financially. Just when we've recovered from one thing and we seem able to float and to find our footing, and just when we come up for oxygen, we need to live every day and serve God together and to live with joy. The waves of life keep coming, do they not? Before we can catch our breaths, before we can stabilize ourselves, the floods of illness, of death, of losing a job, of broken relationships, of loneliness or isolation, of depression or anger, the waves of rain just keep coming. And we Christians also find ourselves overwhelmed, unable to tread water. Sometimes we don't know if we will survive, let alone thrive. And if we are thriving, we are wondering how long we can keep this up, right? Because we're tired. Mentally and emotionally and physically, spiritually, we get weary. And collectively, all that we are intended, contending with. The question today is how can we become more intentional and strategic as we care for and journey with one another? How can we be even more intentional in redirecting ourselves as followers of Christ, refocusing ourselves as followers of Christ, reminding ourselves of who God is, who, who God has created us to be, and of what our mission as the church really is. I mean, I mean, I cannot be the only one who needs a reminder and uh, every now and then and to reconnect with the fact that our God is able and willing and waiting for us to keep on coming to God and to place ourselves as the church at God's feet. Here we are, Lord, have your way. So how do we do that, friends? How do we continue to follow Jesus together? Worship, serve, strengthen ministry and mission in and with our communities, locally, regionally, nationally, and globally. Then we want to consider some nuggets we receive through the book of Hebrews. Choose to endure. Now, you remember this book. And I'm going to give us a quick summary of what we know already from chapters 1 through 11. The book of Hebrews is a strong pastoral exhortation written to a church in that time in crisis. But, but not at the point of no return. It wasn't a, a church, a people who were in such a crisis that they had left the Lord and had left the church. But Christians then... The intended readers were second-generation believers. They were baptized persons. They had been fully instructed, it says in chapter 2. 
The instruction was to hold fast to their confession and, and, and to extend it engagement with the Greek Old Testament by referencing persons and events in Israel's history. There are 30 citations and 70 allusions to the Old Testament in the book of Hebrews alone. And so this book was written to people who should have been teachers, the scripture says, but who were stunted in their growth. It was written to those who had become lax in attending the assemblies. It was written to those who were being chastised for being spiritual infants. It was written to those because they wanted to be instructed on who Christ is. And what caused all this crisis in the book of Hebrews? The scripture says people were in crisis because what they expected had not happened. Christ had not returned. The crisis was caused due to external pressure on their faith. Some had been imprisoned. Some had property confiscated. Uh, some had not shed blood for their faith, but they were being tortured and persecuted. There was hostility and public abuse and ridicule. And so what's the point in the book of Hebrews? To remind us that God's voice is living. God has spoken to us, friends, and to the world through the prophets, through a son called Jesus, the one we follow and serve, through the Old Testament, through the Holy Spirit. And so when we come to chapter 12, the dominant theme in chapter 12 is endurance. We know what endurance is. The ability to withstand adversity and hardship. The ability to sustain a prolonged, stressful effort or activity like a marathon. That's what the last three years feels like, right? On COVID, on top of everything that we have been living with, on top of our personal difficulties and challenges, on top of whatever's happening in our houses, on our blocks, in our community, in our church, in our town, all of it. How do we endure and lay aside every weight? and run the race with perseverance looking unto Jesus. How do we do that? Well, we can choose to endure. The word is choose because it is not automatic as we know. So in our text, verses 12 and 13, it says, therefore, or so then, or in light of the above, in light of everything we've learned in chapters 1 through 11 about who God is and who Christ is, since we know all of this, we are here today as experienced Christians. We are people of faith. We have histories with God. We have seen God heal and dry our tears, and we have seen God strengthen us on the inside. We know that God knows us and knows the number of hairs on our head. We have history with our God, and we have seen God work in our lives and strengthen us, and we have experienced the joy of the Lord being our strength. And so because of all of that, choose to endure. And what does enduring look like? From verses 12 and 13, the first, how do we choose to endure? The scripture says, recover your strength. Friends, we don't have to avoid the fact that we are tired <laughs> and whatever that means for you. We don't have to deny the fact that we might be weary. We love God, we love the church, and we are weary. But these verses tell us 
to confess whatever the challenges and the growing edges are. Go ahead and name with our God and even with one another as we worship together what, in what ways are we limping, in what ways are we feeble, in what ways we need strengthening. And then choose to be lifted up again. So the question for us is today, whatever is weighing us down, Will we choose to recover our strength? Whatever we have questions about, wherever there is ambiguity, will we choose to recover our strength? Secondly, how do we choose to endure, stay on course? Now that seems real simple, but the text means in the original language, make honest, <coughs> excuse me, level, direct, upright tracks as in a wheeled rut for a course of conduct. So what this means is stay on course, Presbyterian Church of Western Springs, learn and remember what is required for sometimes pushing through. Choose not to make tracks that keep us off course. Choose not to engage in habits that only feed our egos or or our emotions unbalanced or make our bodies or our spirits sluggish. Stay on course. Avoid worsening whatever the condition is as we are led by the Spirit. So what does this mean? You've talked about it before already. This means that self-care, collective care, not only through deacons, but through one another in all of our relationships as we journey together. Establish daily rhythms and practices that help strengthen us and help us to recenter, reground, and stay on course. Be clear of the steps we take and why we're taking them. Continue consistently in prayer. Choose to endure. And then finally, how do we endure in times like these? Accept the healing that is available. The text says be healed. Heart, mind, spirit. When we are troubled, when there's ambiguity, when we don't have answers to the questions, we can avail ourselves of the healing, of the wholeness, of the cure that is available to all of us. Someone here or someone listening virtually may be on the verge of dropping out of the Christian race because of church hurt, because of the problems that we have because we're human as Christians and we don't always treat one another as we should. Church hurt is real and healing is available. Transitions of all kinds may be challenging and continue to require us to look at ourselves and look at our traditions and look at our practices, look at our ministry and mission through God's eyes. Be healed. Remember that God gives us what we need to recenter, recover, be balanced, be stable, even in these difficult times. God is willing to comfort and console us so that we can comfort and console one another. Friends, choose to endure. So, I don't know what has a stranglehold on any of us today, just like the frog we mentioned in the beginning. My friends, we are not helpless, even though we may feel we are. We do not have to stay stuck, overwhelmed by the raging, fast-moving waters of life. We have a choice, thanks be to God. Choose to endure. 
Hebrews 4, 15, and 16 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore keep coming boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help us in time of need. So whatever is happening and challenging, therefore lift your drooping hands, strengthen your weak knees, make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame might not be put out of joint but be healed. Let us choose to endure. Amen.